0: Welcome back everybody. Free NFL bets. My name is Eric. I have a couple future bets on this podcast that I love and I cannot wait to share it with you guys. I posted it on my Twitter at Free NFL Bets. So if you want to get the line that I got, then follow me at Free NFL Bets. As soon as I place my own money On these bets that I release, at Free NFL Bets, that's what you're getting. You're getting exactly what I'm betting in that moment. So follow me at Free NFL Bets for the best line value in all of my official plays. All right, enough of that. Let's get into it. The first play is the Indianapolis Colts to win the AFC South. Now, why do I love this play? I love this play a lot, obviously, because of Matt Ryan. Look, they made the playoffs the year before as a wildcard team with Phillip Rivers. Last year, they should have made the playoffs, but Carson Wentz was Carson Wentz, and he showed who he was. Matt Ryan showed who he still is last season with the Falcons. So what's going to change this year? One more year in age. We've seen quarterbacks play well later on in their thirties, uh, so I'm not worried about Matt Ryan playing well. So they have the best quarterback that they've had there in the three in the past three seasons, and they should have made the playoffs the last two consecutive seasons, uh, previous seasons. Now they add Matt Ryan. It's a no-brainer in my opinion. The offense should be a lot better. They already have the best, well, one of the best running backs in the NFL, a solid offensive line. They have rookie wide receivers, young wide receivers. I, I don't think it's a problem. I really don't. I think that offense is going to be fine. The defense is led by a lot of veteran talent. At all three levels, they have first-team, all-pro NFL players. Not great depth behind them, but emotional leaders like Darius Leonard, people who aren't afraid to get in each other's face and lead vocally, that's important to me. I need that. I need to know that that team has that. So when stuff gets, gets bad, people aren't just okay with it, It doesn't sit well with them. I need to know that they're going after it the next game. The Colts have emotional leaders, player leadership. That's so key for a good team. Now let's look at the rest of the, of the division. The Titans are the main competitor, right? But it's not just losing AJ Brown. I think they've been overrated for a while now. You don't draft Malik Willis in, in what the third or fourth round if you have if you don't have concerns about the quarterback. Maybe you do. I don't know, but I don't think you do. Ryan Tannehill has underperformed. The Titans have been overachieving the past two seasons. Mike Vrabel, you got to give him a lot of credit. But this year, I think the Colts take back the crown of the AFC South from Tennessee, and they do it in rather convincing fashion. Or just the AFC South isn't that good. I like the Jaguars to take a step up. I like the Texans to have a couple surprise wins. I'm actually, you know, I like Davis Mills. He's very good at home, stat-wise. Um, eager to see his development in his second season. But, you know, with, with all that said, the Colts, top to bottom roster, they had the best roster. I got them at plus, plus 110 to win the division. I mean, that's an insane line, guys. Plus 110 for the Colts to win the division. Right now it's minus 125. So again, I'm not trying to beat this like a dead horse. You know, that's like the most cliche saying ever. Plus 110. Right now you find it at minus 125 for the Colts to win the division. You could have got it at plus money, plus 110 on May 21st when I released it at Free NFL Bets on Twitter. Just follow me at Twitter, guys. I don't tweet a lot. I'm not going to blow up your Twitter timeline. I'm just going to quietly give you winners to cash money with. All right? Okay, let's go to the next bet that I released. The next bet that I released, again, the line moved. It was on June 5th. I took the Bears, 1.5 units, season win total under 6.5 wins, plus 100 even money at NGM Sportsbook. By the way, the Colts play is a 1.5-unit play as well. Okay. The Bears season win total, I think the best line you can find is minus 125. It's minus 130 on DraftKings. That's what I just checked right now. I got a plus 100. I mean, guys, come on. That's insane. It's a, it's a coin flip of a bet. Let, let, me, let me speak just really quickly on this, guys, okay? This has resonated with me so much ever since I started betting the NBA – and Major League Baseball. S- line value is so pivotal. Guys, it's hard to win 55% of your bets. It, I mean, it's challenging to win 53% of your bets. But if you're betting all of your bets at plus money or minus 110, You can make money only hitting 54 out of 100 bets. You can be wrong 46 times out of 100 bets. Okay, you can do it. If you can find bets that you like at minus 110 or less. Okay, if you can do that, you're going to have a chance to make money long term over the course of 100, 250, 500, 1,000 bets. Okay, okay. You're going to have a chance. All right, enough of money management and all that stuff. Why do I like the Bears to go under their season win total? It's simple. Number one, obviously, Justin Fields. I like his talent. I like his ability. I don't like the roster around him. The tackles concern me. The offensive line pass protection concerns me. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. But the problem is that their defense is not the Bears' defense that it has been. Now, they have a chance to develop later on in the season. They have two rookies and two high draft picks in the secondary. Okay. Pair them with uh, Eddie Jones. I I forget the, the safety say Safe safety's name from Alabama. I think it's – uh man, I can't believe I forgot him. Um, pair, pair them with him. You got Roquan Smith. But that front seven outside of Roquan Smith, I mean, really, guys, is just not the Chicago Bears front seven that it used to be. I think they're going to be soft. I think they're going to have no pass rush. I think offenses are going to be able to score the ball on the Chicago Bears defense this year. So even though I like the Bears to be able to run the ball, I don't think they will be able to throw the ball. I like Velas Jones Jr., the rookie wide receiver out of Tennessee. Very fast. Great playmaker. I liked his highlight tape. He's just a gamer. Okay, I like him. Darnell Mooney, obviously. I like him too. There's talent there, okay? But... Although there's talent there, although I like some pieces here and there, I mean, winning seven games in the NFL, it's tough, but it's not unrealistic, right? Even for a middle-of-the-road team. And the Bears are a borderline middle-of-the-road team. The reason why I don't like them to get to seven wins this year is mainly because of the NFC North getting better. I like the Vikings a lot this season with their new head coach I think the Packers are going to be just fine even without Devontae Adams their defense is the best on paper that it's looked like and I can't even remember Um, and the Detroit Lions even with Jared Goff even with Jared Goff looks really enticing And I think the Detroit Lions are better than the Chicago Bears this season. I think the Bears will be lucky to win one division game this season. And that's a huge component of why I like the Bears to win under their season win total. But not only that, I mean, they play the Texans this year. They play the Jets this season. I am not a believer in that The Bears can win more than half of those games against the Jets, the Giants, the Falcons, the Texans. I think they win half of them, and in order to go over six and a half wins, you're going to have to win three out of four of those games. I don't know, guys, and and then they'd have to pull a couple upsets against like Dallas, Minnesota. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I, I'm not a big believer in it. They got a new head coach, Matt Eberflus. I mean, he's fiery. He's a defensive-minded guy. I, I don't know, guys. They got a first-time offensive coordinator in Getzy who came from Green Bay. I mean, it's it's just not a lot to feel great about. And honestly, if you look at Houston at four and a half wins of the season win total, you look at the Falcons at five wins for their season win total. And then you look at the bears and the panthers. the panthers, I think, are at six. I mean, why are the bears at six and a half? I mean, are they are they that much better than the falcons, texans and and panthers? I don't think so. So I saw a great value there. I pounced on it. I took them under six and a half season wins, plus 100. amazing line. And yeah. We'll keep it there. Okay, the next three plays that I released and that I officially bet myself are player props. Let's start with the first one. One unit play: Jermaine Johnson over four and a half sacks for the twenty twenty two season. I I really wanted to make this a one point five unit play. I really I really did, but and, and maybe I should have minus one ten is a great line. Jermaine Johnson, he's the first-round rookie out of Florida State. He transferred from the University of Georgia to Florida State for his last senior season or redshirt junior or junior season. I don't know. He transferred to Florida State his uh, last year in college. He racked up I – th- I forget the stats. I forget. I think, I think it's like 12 sacks at Florida State his last season. Um, after only getting, like, eight or something in Georgia, you know, not playing as much because there's so much talent there. So, you know, he showed he's durable. He showed he can play the whole season. He showed that he can rack up a lot of sacks. That's important. I mean, obviously, if you're not able to play, you're not healthy, that affects you getting over the number. I need him to stay healthy. That's number one key component of this bet. I think he does. The second reason why I love this bet Is because he's the most talented pass rusher, especially on the edge, defensive end position, on the team, even as a rookie. Carl Lawson was signed last year from the Cincinnati Bengals, but he missed all of last season with a torn Achilles. So he's already stepping in and becoming the the best pass rusher on the edge for the Jets this season. There's nobody behind him. I I looked at the roster, guys. I looked at the best roster, I think, is ourlads.com. You can find all of um, the depth charts and rookies, and they, they do a really nice job. Trust me, guys, there's nobody better than Jermaine Johnson at sacking the quarterback, even as a rookie, on the Jets' defense, on the defensive end position. Now, the defensive tackles... Leonard Williams, it's not, no, sorry, no, Quincy Williams, not Leonard. Leonard's on the on the Giants. Uh, Quincy Williams and Franklin Myers are good pass rushers from the interior. And this is why I love this play, uh, this bet even more, is because if you don't have an interior pass rush, then they're just going to double the outside. You know, they're just going to double... Um, Jermaine Johnson, once he gets a couple of sacks in the season, and then it's going to be really hard for him to get um, consistent pressure. But both of those guys from the interior defensive line position had six sacks last year. That's a lot for interior defensive linemen. Um, That's a very healthy number. So with them being in the middle, it's going to create one-on-one matchups for Jermaine Johnson and Carl Lawson on the outside. You got to love it. I mean, guys, you really got to love that. I mean, four and a half is such a small number. I mean, there's so many guys that get the five sacks and they're like no names. You don't, you never heard of them in your life. And you're like, oh, dang, they got five sacks. So four and a half sacks, that's a very small number to get over. The other reason why I like this bet is that the Jets as a team should be more competitive in 2022. Why is this important? If they're not competitive and the offense can't score touchdowns, then the other team, the opposing team, in the second half of ball games, doesn't have to throw the ball. You can't get sacks unless the other team is throwing the football. The Jets should be in a lot more games this season. They should have the other teams throwing in the second half, opening up sack opportunities for Jermaine Johnson. Okay. Okay. I really love this play. This will be the last thing that I touch on on this play. The secondary looks a lot better on paper. DJ Reed came over from Seattle. Sauce Gardner, the first-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. They got Whitehead from uh, the Buccaneers, and Joyner was hurt last year. I think they get some coverage sacks. I think Robert Sala, defensive mind, Puts up a lot of different disguises and coverage stuff that confuses quarterbacks. I think Jermaine Johnson gets a couple of cheap ones. Jermaine Johnson has a really good motor, a really good, he's a good effort player, and he's going to get there. Guys, I love this bet so much. I mean, this this honestly should have been a 1.5-unit play. Just me talking through it right now, this should be a 1.5-unit play. Jermaine Johnson over four-and-a-half sacks for the season. Let's move on. Let's move on. I have a two-unit play, guys. A two-unit player prop future. That'll be the last bet that I talk about. Let's get to the penultimate bet of this podcast. That is 1.5 units. Dawson Knox, the tight end from the Buffalo Bills, under... 52.5 52.5 receptions in the 22, 2022 NFL season, minus 125 on DraftKings. It's still minus 125 on DraftKings. Why do I love this play? I love this play because he, ha- he only had 49 receptions last season in 15 games. Now, obviously, if he played all 17 games, he probably clears 52 and a half receptions. But that was last season. Last year, the Bills didn't have a variety of receiving options outside of Diggs and Beasley. They had Emmanuel Sanders. He was there sparingly. I think he had like 50 receptions himself. Um, This year they they have more. I think a better talent of receiving options. I think Gabe Davis is better than Emmanuel Sanders, and Jamison Crowder, who they signed, also is better than Cole Beasley. Um, Devin Singletary is still there, and they also drafted James Cook, the rookie running back out of the University of Georgia. He's also Dalvin Cook's brother. So the run game, they finally have a good running back. At least I'm a believer in James Cook. I think Devin Singletary showed that he can run the ball better last season. I think the Bills make a little bit bigger commitment to the run game. And then also, James Cook had 27 receptions last year. Now I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but he didn't didn't, you know, play the entire game. He basically played half the game because it's University of Georgia. They have talent everywhere. And, you know, not not just one guy plays the entire game. So James Cook showed he can catch the ball reliably. Devin Singletary can catch the ball reliably. They have a little bit better uh, quality at the wide receiver position. And now the kicker, the thing that sent me over the top and made this a 1.5 unit play 4% play, for those of you that play percentages, this is a 4% play for me. O.J. Howard was signed in free agency. Scott McDermott talked about how much they loved him out of the draft. He had a down season last year with only 19 receptions. And he actually got out caught by Cameron Brate. I mean, Rob Gronkowski obviously is Tom Brady's man crush. Those two had a nice season, um, but I don't know. I don't know what was up with OJ Howard. I don't know if he was in Bruce Arians' doghouse, or you know what the situation was, or he didn't come off of his. Uh, I think he had a torn Achilles, um, and uh, yeah, he had a torn Achilles the year before last season. Um, I don't know, but what I do know is. I like O.J. Howard to get more receptions than Tommy Sweeney did last year, the backup tight end for the Bills. He had nine receptions last year, Tommy Sweeney. O.J. Howard is going to get more than nine receptions this season. He got 19 last year. I'd be very surprised if O.J. Howard doesn't reach 30 receptions this year, and that's why I'm that confident in this play. And even if O.J. Howard only gets 20 receptions this year, I think that's enough to get Dawson Knox under 50 receptions and all we need is for him to get under 53. So, yeah, all those reasons I like the Bills to spread it around, run the ball better, and they added another tight end. So, last year I really think it was Dawson Knox's like career best year or one of the one, one of them. And as long as O.J. Howard's healthy for like even a third of the season, I mean, I really don't see Dawson Knox getting to 53 receptions since he got to 49 last season with a lesser supporting cast at the receiver and just receiving position on the Bills. All right, enough of that play. Let's get to the monster two-unit play, 5% bet. Oh, man, I love this place so much. The bet is this. Two units, 5%, Cam Acres under 950.5 rushing yards for the 2022 season. Minus 130 at DraftKings. It's still minus 130. If you don't like the under rushing yards and you want to take... The receiving plus rushing yards, I believe it's at uh, 1,250 and a half combined scrimmage yards for Cam Akers. That's not a bad bet either. I mean, I I think that hits too for sure. But the only kicker is this, and this is why I went with the rushing yards. Last season, Cam Akers missed the entire regular season. He came back for the playoffs after he tore his Achilles in like the first game of the season or like the last preseason game um, in 2022. When he came back in the playoffs, and this is across four games, and he carried the ball like 40 plus times, he averaged 2.6 yards per carry. Guys, that's awful. Okay. And it's not like he was playing amazing run defenses. Now, when he played against Tampa Bay, yes, Tampa Bay has one of the best run defenses in the NFL. San Francisco, yeah, they have a fairly good run defense as well. Pretty good. Um, But Arizona, no. Cincinnati, it's not amazing. It's definitely a, a defense that you can run on. You know, for more than 2.6 yards per carry. I mean, Cam Akers had a terrible Super Bowl, guys. Awful Super Bowl. Now, the potential concern is this. Cam Akers gets an entire offseason to get his body right, to get it to respond better. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a little concerning. Um, The other concern for this bet is that Kyron Williams... I'm about to speak on him. The rookie running back out of Notre Dame broke his foot in June. The Rams, however, say that he will be ready for the start of the season. But if that doesn't respond well, then that's more carries, more touches for Cam Akers. Now, what's the thing that's going to just take this bet over the top? The thing that's going to take this bet over the top is Daryl Henderson Jr. And Kyron Williams, the rookie running back out of Notre Dame. Now, he was a fifth-round draft pick. Why is this a big deal? It's a big deal because the Rams traded up to get him. Now, is this, I mean, now you're probably saying, like, Eric. Like, come on, man. They traded, like, a seventh round and, and their future fifth round for, like, to move up 11 spots in the draft to get a running back. Guys, remember this. The Rams don't have a lot of draft picks. Okay? So by them showing that action of moving up in the draft, trading draft picks that they don't have a lot of, for only 11 spots to take this running back, it says two things. One, they like the player a lot. Number two, they don't trust their running back position room. They just don't. For whatever reason, they don't trust Daryl Henderson Jr., which, oh, by the way, has had a better yard per carry, yard per rush, than Cam Akers did his rookie season in 2020 and also in the playoffs last season in 2021. Okay, and Kyron Williams is now added into the mix. Again, I said he broke his foot. He's supposed to be healthy. That's what they said. He's going to be ready to go. We'll see how that pans out. I love the quotes that McVay and Snead said from the Rams about Kyron Williams. They said they had to take him. They said they thought the teams ahead of them were going to take him. And they thought that he was just a player that they couldn't pass up on. Exact words, guys. Those were the exact words that they said. They thought that he was a player that they could not pass up on. Guys. Actions speak louder than words, but when the words match the action that people do, I mean, guys, that is screaming to me that the running back room with Daryl Henderson Jr. and Cam Akers was something of concern to Sean McVeigh. They addressed it, okay? Now, as far as schematically and play calling since McVeigh had a trusted quarterback, because we all know about the breakup with Jared Goff. McVeigh did not trust Jared Goff. He likes Matt Stafford a lot. So much that the Rams had the 10th fewest rushing attempts in the NFL last season. And the Rams didn't play a first place schedule last year. Why is this important? Just like the uh, bet with, I forget, I don't think so. Sorry, I'm off track. track. The Rams play a first-place schedule this season. Okay, They're going to be in a lot more games. They will have to throw the ball in the second half. They already threw the ball in the second half last season when they were up big. This is not going to be a running offense. They want to run the ball, but it's not their forte. They added Allen Robinson... Uh, wide receiver from the Bears last uh, this off season. They're still working on Odell Beckham Jr. If they get Odell Beckham Jr., I mean those three, I mean the guys, they're going to be throwing the ball nonstop. Okay, this is not going to be a run-heavy offense. Bottom line. And with that said, this isn't going to be an offense where run where one running back gets 15 carries a game. I think they're going to split it up. I think it's going to be like ten, five, and five. Whoever has the hot hand. They'll get 10, 10 to 12 carries, then the second string guy will get like 5 to 7 carries, then the third string guy will get like 5 carries, and they'll mix him up in the passing game. So I don't think the volume's going to be there, and then I also don't think that he's that great of a runner. He doesn't have amazing breakaway speed, so he's not going to bust off like 80-yard touchdown runs. That's important, because we're betting under his yards. Um... Yeah, guys, I mean, I I could keep going on and on and on, but for the sake of the podcast, I mean, let's just end it right there. This bet will cash. Okay, I have a couple uh, more future bets that I'm eyeing for the rest of the postseason. I might have, you know, probably like five to seven more leading up to the season. Follow me at FreeNFLBets with an S at the end, FreeNFLBets on Twitter. For all of my official releases, when I place them with my own money, I tweet them out immediately, and you will get them. Guys, I did really well with Futures last year. Um, I'm literally doing this for free. You guys are going to cash money with me this season. I'm really excited about it. So follow me, at FreeNFLBets on Twitter. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Share it. Show some love. Rate me five stars. All that jazz. All right, guys. I'll see you on the next show.